0: Princely Uman Miyellen is gone. The Florida Gators might be looking at a new defensive backs coach. We're going to talk about all that and more here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Uh, hello, welcome back to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. You work team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free Right the podcast. Happy Thursday. I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with whole nine sports, Giants, country, NFL 33. If you're part of the subtext group, you heard some of this last night. Uh, links in the description below. 14 days free, five bucks a month after that. But you get some you get some details. Um, for example, last night I, I, I sent one out to again the subtext group, which has been growing. So thank you very much for those of you that have joined. But I told you, I'm gonna say this on tomorrow's show. But being part of the subtext group opens you up to know this earlier. I've been told Princely genuinely just wants to be the best. That's what's motivating him to hit the portal. That's why he would be open to returning from the transfer portal, if Florida were to announce these defensive tires and if he's fond of them or if he supports them. This is not an NIL case. And and don't get me twisted, don't get this twisted either. Certainly, Princely is going to make NIL money wherever he goes. The draft grade was high enough for him where if he was money motivated, he would have just declared for the draft. Okay? um if, if he was money motivated that's what it would have been draft grade was high enough for that winning football games played a part in this getting developed played a part in this okay it's as simple as that becoming a better edge rusher and i will say this i think that he is willing to come back and i, I think that that's interesting i do think though that he should have just declared I've been very open about this. I think that Princely Imam Allen is a top 50 player in the 2024 NFL draft. If he were to declare, I think a lot of people would agree with that. Maybe not Gators fans, but I think a lot of people who actually evaluate the draft would agree with that. That should Princely declare, he would be a, a high draft pick. And I, I think that when you watch the film and you can see that, it's not just like, oh, my my team he bothered me he bothered my team whatever play it was nfl teams care about what you can bring to the table and what he brings to the table is a, a pretty elite pass rush move or a pretty elite pass rush repertoire off the edge there and i think that that's going to play a big part in where this goes again i'm i'm not even sure if he's willing to declare for the draft at this point i don't i don't think he's going to the draft um this that wasn't something that he said in in his message. He wasn't saying that he's open to coming back after the message he did say, or he was he didn't say he's willing to declare. After the message, he did say he's willing to come back. Should the coaching hires be right? But that's the part that I'm curious about. Because again, someone tweeted at Princely. Uh let me find the exact tweet. Someone pre- did, tweeted at Princely and said, curious if. Princely would consider coming back depending on who we hire as coaches on the defensive side of the ball. Going to the portal allows him to review all his options while coaching decisions are finalized. It would be a sound business tactic. And Princely quote tweeted it and said, Yes. So so yes, he'd he'd be willing to come back. He'd consider coming back depending on who's hired. But the part that stood out to me there is that Princely's an edge rusher. Mike Peterson is in charge of the edges. Like, like he's the edge coach. there, He's the outside linebacker coach there. The part that intrigues me is does princely mean that if it wasn't Mike, and th- again, this is just purely speculation. I want to make that one clear. Does princely mean that if Mike Peterson wasn't the defense, wasn't the defensive end coach, outside linebacker coach, then he'd be willing to come back as if it was someone else. Does Princely work with the defensive line coach more than he worked with Mike Peterson? And that's why he'd be willing to come back depending on the defensive line higher. If Sean Spencer is still the coach, still the defensive line coach, does Princely Umami Allen stay at Florida? I I truly don't know. But like I said earlier, I've been told that this is a a genuinely just developmental. That's what I know. What I know is that this is genuinely the biggest factor here is getting developed which again brings me back to i believe he should be declaring for the nfl draft i I think that that's the move where if you want to be developed by the best you go and learn by the best and a lot of the best is in the nfl so for me that that's where i think of it maybe he just thinks hey i'm not ready for the nfl Maybe that's mentally, emotionally, whatever it may be. Maybe he thinks I'm not ready for the NFL. But Florida isn't the place that's going to get me ready for the NFL. It could be any of that. Maybe he goes back to Texas and he's back home one year in his home state. Maybe it's that. I I I will say I kind of wish that this was more NIM related because if it wasn't, like, like if it was purely developmental, he's going to. Bama or to Georgia. Also, I know that everybody saw the the Drewski video, the skit where Princely is there and Drewski stops the guy and he's like, "Hey, or Drewski and the guy stops Princely. He's like, "He's on the team, hey, you play for the team, right?" And Princely's like, "Yeah." And, and Drewski's just, "He plays for Alabama." And they do that whole thing. I know that that sparked a lot of the Maybe he's going to Bama. Maybe he's going to Georgia. Maybe he was there to meet with Alabama and Georgia. It's important to remember. For those of you that don't follow the who's representing who, uh, Princely signed to Drewski's agency. Drewski opened an agency uh, shortly before the season, and Princely was like the first name to to sign for it. Uh, I'm pretty sure he was, he was the first name. To sign to Drewski's agency, uh, Four Lifers is the name. The number four, and then Lifers. So I, I don't believe that it's that he was there to meet with Kirby Smart and or Nick Saban or anybody with either of those teams or representing either of those teams or any kind of tampering get around there. I think he was just there because Drewski is, is is I don't even know what he'd be called. Drewski owns the agency that is. So I, I think it was mostly to be there for that. You can go to the sec championship. You hang out with your agent, your boss, all that stuff. Um, so I, I don't think that like, I don't think he was in the skit because he was there for meeting people. I think he was in the skit cause he was there with his agency. Uh, and that's what it came down to. But again, I I'm curious as far as that part, where Princely said that he'd be considering coming back or that he would consider coming back depending on who the coaching hire was. Because, again, I'm not at practices. I don't know who Princely usually works with. But if it's the defensive line coach, that makes a lot of sense. If it's Mike Peterson, one Mike Peterson is not going to. Like, no team is going to fire their coach or replace a coach because of one player that they're going to have for at most one more year. That's not going to be the case. But I am curious to know what he meant about that. That that is something that absolutely piques my interest. Um, But you have to replace him somehow. And we talked about this yesterday in the bonus show that we did when the news came out. But we are going to talk about it again today because I I do think that there are some ways you can try to do it. I do think there's some ways where you don't have to do much to try and replace what he brings to the table. Uh, I, I will say that again. As in, you don't need to go crazy about how to do it. Before we talk about that, today's episode of Lock the Gators is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Good way to kind of gauge that, find out who the Pistons are playing and bet money line. Against the Pistons because oh my goodness they are terrible. Um, Thursday night football put it on Steelers money line. Patriots have a ton of injuries and they suck as it is. If that's the route you want to go, you could put it on a buy game for uh, college basketball. That's easy to use. Wide range of betting options including spreads, player props, over unders, and more. Visit FanDuel.com/lockedon and kick off the NFL season. And remember that FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free. Reviews in the podcast. As far as replacing Prince Leemondi Allen's production, because I get it, so many Florida Gators fans are just like, yeah, we hate him for whatever reason. Uh, sure, cry about it. Um, the fact remains that he is a very productive pass rusher. Sure, seven sacks, I think it was. Not ideal, right? You you can get more. He had like forty five pressures. Pretty sure that was. Fourth, he he's an almost double. By the way, Florida's next best, which is Caleb Banks, Florida's second best pass rusher, was the defensive tackle that so many people criticized because he was, and including myself, because he was a depth player for Louisville. Caleb Banks had twenty-four pressures. That was the second most on the team. Prince Luman Malin had forty five seven of them being sacks second most sacks on the team kelby collins Derek wingo a blitzing off ball linebacker was tied for second and a true freshman in kelby collins and maybe kelby collins is the guy that you're looking at kelby collins had three sacks he had basically half as many sacks as and on as half as many plays uh, as princely but also kelby collins isn't really a true Jack linebacker. He's played, I mean, how he played three tech at certain points. The three tech is, is that smaller defensive tackle. Um, he played the five, which is the strong side defensive end. The F, he played Jack. He played all over. Will he be a full-time Jack? Yeesh. I don't know how that would work out, especially considering that Florida does drop their Jack into coverage, which I hate. Sometimes like I, I get the thought process of it. It just drives me crazy to see Prince Liam on dropping back into coverage when he's one of the most productive pass rushers in the country. That drives me absolutely bonkers. However, again, I, I, I get it that schematically that's what happens, but you can look at TJ Searcy who had a lot of flash plays this year. I don't think TJ Searcy really strung together any consistency there we'll say, but he had a ton of splash plays for the Florida Gators this year. You could look at the F spot. Justice Boone, Tyreek Sab, Justice Boone's going to be healthy. You'll get continued development from guys like TJ CRC, Kelby Collins, Justice Boone, Tyreek Sab. I'm I'm leaving Jack Pyburn's name off of that list intentionally, because I'm not sure how much development he's going to get, given that he just got. Uh, surgery on his torn ACL a couple of weeks ago, if even that long. Uh, so for me, that's that's the biggest issue that he has with tearing that ACL is that he's not developing for basically an entire offseason. He can watch and learn, but he won't be able to practice things. So I think that's where, and also whoever's on the interior of the defensive line can help replace it. I don't think you look at replacing Prince Lee and production from one player. I think you look at it as this coaching staff has to step up their development with multiple players. I don't think Cam Jackson is going to become much of a pass rusher. but If you can give us a little bit more. Genuinely, replacing Prince William 45 pressures is just four guys on the defensive line getting one more pressure per game. Which sounds reasonable, but also when you consider most of them averaged about one per game. To double your production, right? This is a big loss. I get it. Princely is one of the most heavily criticized players on this team. I totally understand it, but it remains a fact. He was the most productive pass rusher by a large margin, and, uh, and and I think that that is something that you have to accept. You can't replace him individually. I don't think you can. Looking even in the transfer portal, all the names one. This coaching staff has not shown me or told me that they are willing to go out and get a big time impact player on the defensive side of the ball, really. Cam Jackson's the one that they've done it with, but they haven't shown me or told me that they're going to be able to do that. So I'm not going to bank on them doing that, especially when we have to talk about, they need to look at the offensive line. They need to add a receiver. They need to add DB help somewhere corner specifically. But you can't tell me all these things are going to happen. There's too many variables to say all of them are going to happen. This would be like a plus 20,000 parlay that they add high level impact players at all these spots. I think one guy you can look at is Joey Slackman. I think he could step in right away, be a solid pass rusher from the interior. And you look at packages where we see Caleb Banks and Joey Slackman on the field at the same time, and you go, all right. That's a bit of a pass rush from your interior defensive line. You could talk about that. Joy Slagman is the defensive lineman from Penn that had, uh, I think it's like 55 pressures over the past two seasons at Penn. He's going to be on campus this Friday, if I'm not mistaken. Definitely this weekend. I think this Friday, going to be on campus, visiting the Florida Gators, considering the Florida Gators. And if I'm on this coaching staff, I don't care if I'm the unnamed defensive line coach. I don't care if I'm Austin Armstrong. I don't care if I'm Callie James. I don't care if I'm Billy Napier. I don't let Joey Slapman leave campus without giving me a commitment. It's as simple as that. I say, Joey, you're a Gator. And, and then you, you replace that. Because you're also replacing Chris McLellan, who I get it, never really lived up to the hype. He's someone that I was very high on uh, last year thought that he would take the next step this year. He didn't, which is one of the reasons that I go, okay, I, I get letting Sean Spencer walk because some of the guys that were supposed to develop never really did. Chris McLellan had 11 pressures this year. Not a ton, right? But I, I think that those all play a part, but also you look at the linebackers. You're going to have a few linebackers that are coming in that are going to be young and competing for playing time immediately You've got safeties that are going to be developed, and safeties did develop a good bit this year anyway. You've got corners that can't get worse than what we saw this year. So I think an elevated play from the back seven will help the pass rush. So many Gators fans are just constantly pointing the finger of pass rush can't get home because the secondary sucks, and there's just so many open receivers. Secondary can't cover, or you can't cover forever if you're in the secondary because then the pass rush isn't getting home. And so you're covering for so long. First off, it's more so pass rush can't get home because there's so many open receivers, it's more that however, it's always been a combination of these things. It's always been a combination of errors that are constantly shooting this team in their own foot. I think elevated play all around. Will replace the pass rush that you're losing from Princely. I don't think Princely comes back. I don't care what the defensive line hire is. I don't think he's coming back to Florida. I don't think I think he's done in Gainesville. I could be I would happily be wrong, but I just I get the feel that he's done in Gainesville. Someone who's not done in Gainesville, rumored to be the defensive back coach Will Harris. We're gonna talk about him in a second. Before we talk about him, I need to tell you guys about prize fix because prize fix is the best way for me to make money playing daily fantasy sports this year and if you've got skills you could turn 10 bucks into 250 with a few easy taps and research it's simple and easy to play with quick withdrawals too which for me like having to wait to withdraw something is the bane of my or like having to wait to actually get the money the bane of my existence so prize fix it's like that it's what makes Prize Picks really the number one daily fantasy sports app, if you're asking me. Just saying. Go to prizepicks.com slash college. Use code lockdown college for a first deposit match up to $100. And remember that Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day, we are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. The rumored name for defensive backs coach for Florida for about a week has been Will Harris, who is currently the assistant defensive back coach with the LA Chargers. Uh, I don't know if Will Harris is ultimately going to be the hire. I know he's the favorite right now, and he's been the favorite. I know that uh, Teddy Foster was asked who the defensive back coach is, and all he said is NFL guy, good head on his shoulders, great character, which is That sounds like Billy Napier told him that. Like those sound like exact words that Billy Napier would say. Of great character guy, good head on his shoulders, all this. And we'll talk about Will Harris here. He's the only coach that we're going to talk about. Or he's the only coach that we're going to talk about that's in play for Florida. So Will Harris is currently the assistant defensive backs coach with the Chargers. I know that I've seen Gators fans on Twitter, and I'm pretty sure even in the Lockdown Gators Discord. Uh, which the link's in the description below for that too, say Chargers DBs suck. They do, but here's an important factor. One, he's the assistant defensive backs coach. There's only so much he can do. Two, he's been there for about six months. They've sucked for about six years in the secondary. Okay? Even when they have brought good players to LA, they've suddenly been bad with the Chargers. I'm hard pressed to blame the assistant defensive backs coach for that when they've sucked for so long there. So there's that we'll discount that. Uh, What, what, what Will Harris is known for is being the secondary coach with Washington Huskies from 2018 to 2021. After that, because 2021 the coaching staff got canned, all of them. Will Harris went to be the defensive coordinator at Georgia Southern Spent one year there, went to the NFL. Okay? Looking at the Washington time, the common thing that Florida Gators fans have said for why Will Harris is a good hire is there were so many All-Americans during Will Harris's time there. That is true. I'm not taking that away from him. I'm not knocking him at all for that. I will say... This isn't, and again, I'm not saying he's bad. I'm just saying my hesitancy, my caution with saying that he's good is that when Will Harris was at Washington, he was working under Jimmy Lake. Jimmy Lake is one of the best defensive backs gurus that we've seen in college. He's currently in the NFL with the Rams. But when he was in college, Jimmy Lake was one of the best deep, or when he was coaching college, Jimmy Lake was one of the best defensive back gurus around. I don't know how much of that work being done was Will Harris or Jimmy Lake. You can talk about the All Americans all you want. Absolutely. You should be making that case. I will also just bring up that Jimmy Lake was there. Maybe most of that was Jimmy Lake. Maybe it was all Will Harris. I don't know. But before Will Harris got there, because uh, we were in a Twitter space yesterday and I brought that up and someone mentioned, you know, all, all the guys and when Will Harris was there, the true freshmen were great. That's fine. They were great before them because when Jimmy Lake was there and Will Harris wasn't there, Buddha Baker was there. Uh, Byron Murphy was a true freshman there. And all the DBs that we've seen go into the NFL, uh, who was Sidney Jones, all those good DBs that we've seen go into the NFL, a lot of them were th- like like Washington was producing good DBs before Will Harris got there. They were also producing good, B- good DBs while Will Harris was there. But in the interest of playing devil's advocate, where I say maybe most of that was Jimmy Lake doing the developing and it wasn't as much Will Harris. I also acknowledge that means that Will Harris was there watching Jimmy Lake develop these DBs. So even if Jimmy Lake was doing most of the work, I'll still go into this saying, if he is the hired DB coach, I'll still go into this saying, maybe Jimmy Lake was doing most of the work there, but Will Harris watched Jimmy Lake do most of the work. So Will Harris got to see a DB guru develop defensive backs. So I'm, I'm not saying Will Harris is a good hire or a bad hire. I'm saying that I'm going to go into the potential hire of Will Harris again. I, I truly, genuinely do not know who the hire is. The rumored name is Will Harris. So I'm going into this with maybe Will Harris is the guy. He got to learn under Jimmy Lake. He got to learn under one of the best defensive back gurus. He got to watch this, watch those developments. Maybe he was part of this. But I'm also going to say it's entirely possible Will Harris wasn't responsible for the development of those guys, and it was Jimmy Lake doing a lot of that. So I'm not saying that I'm out. I'm not saying that I'm in. Uh, Actually, screw it. I am in. I am in. I I will talk myself into it. I will be optimistic about it. But I will also say it's a caution. It's a cautious optimism. I will be cautiously optimistic about this hire if it is indeed the hire. But I I think that that's, and this is also something that we talked about, the subtext group. Again, links in the description, join subtext.com slash Lockdown Gators. But this is a hire I'm going to be happy about. Uh, I loved what Washington did under Jimmy Lake and Will Harris got to watch Jimmy Lake work. So I will say I'm very happy with that. The connection there, by the way, is that Billy Napier and Derek Ansley, who is the Chargers defensive coordinator right now, good friends. Obviously that then makes the connection that Will Harris working under Derek Hansley there. So that would be not, but if, if Will Harris is the, is the higher, like he's rumored to be, I will go into it with optimism, but I will say that yes, my main con- and also that's a great main concern to have of he worked under a great DB developer. Maybe it wasn't all him. It's a great concern to have because that just means that he watched a great DB developer and that Washington, like he didn't hurt Washington's DBs. While he was there, Washington continued to produce great defensive backs. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day, every day. We are available daily and free. you are listen to the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow to talk more Florida Gators football. Maybe we'll be back later today. Who knows what news can happen at this point. For Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with whole nine sports, Giants, Country, NFL 33, and I'll see you all tomorrow.